You're listening to the Social Hub Podcast, a place where we give small brands the skills and know-how to master all their social media, digital and content marketing. I'm your host, Stacey Cranich, mum, champagne drinker and self-confessed karaoke queen. Join me in a journey of real conversations and meaningful messages that will help you grow in your business and life so you can have the most epic version of both. If you have a big vision and are ready to shine, then grab a cuppa or a cocktail and listen in. Hey, welcome to episode one of my very own podcast. As an avid consumer of podcasts and someone who's had a podcast on the list since I started my business, this is pretty bloody exciting. I'm your host, Stacey, and if you've been following me for a while on my other online channels, then thanks a bunch for supporting my podcast, a total virtual love going out to you today. And if we haven't met before, then a huge hello. I am sure we will be fast friends in no time. So who am I and what can you expect from this podcast? Now, I know that it's customary in a lot of first podcast episodes to give you kind of a bit of a spiel about who I am and why you should subscribe to my podcast, but I'm not one to follow trends. So I'm going to give you a little bit about me and what you can expect here at the Social Hub podcast, and then I'm going to actually get stuck into some content straight off the bat. If you want to stalk me more, then you can head over to Insta and check me out at at the double underscore social double underscore hub, and you'll see that I am pretty much an open book. And if you're in the market for some free resources, then you can head to my website at all the W's, the social hub au.com forward slash free stuff. And I've got you covered there. So who am I? I'm Stacey. I'm an almost 40-year-old mum, and by saying almost 40-year-old, I mean it's my 40th birthday in five days. And if you listen to my intro, I'm a karaoke lover, and I'm having a karaoke party for my 40th birthday party. My girls are aged almost 11 and 8. Their names are Ella and Marley, and for all the mums out there that are smack bang in tween years like me, I can commiserate. It's, well fun, right? I found the love of my life in marriage the second time round and we live in northern New South Wales where the beaches are pristine and the sun is always shining. I grew up in country New South Wales and yes, I always say that you can take the girl out of the country, but you definitely can't take the country out of the girl. I'm more at home in shorts and thongs, Havianas are absolutely my shoe of choice, than I am in heels and a dress. I'm a pretty open, honest person, and I'm going to give you a full disclosure today. This podcast has been a DIY podcast, and I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say, ah, I might say maybe a couple of words that I don't mean to slip out. And I'm sure that if you listen over time, you will see that the quality will definitely improve. But I'm a big believer in taking action and that is exactly what I'm doing here because I'm super passionate about getting this content out to you so that I can help you in your business and in life. So I'm a social media strategist and sales coach. What the heck is that and what does that mean, I hear you say. 
Well, as I said, I'm almost 40. And if you're listening in from the future, as in later than five days time, I've already turned 40. In my younger years, I spent over 15 years in the finance industry, actually, where I lived a lot of that time as a people leader, sales coach, and small business portfolio manager. In that time, I built and led teams when we didn't even have email in our branches. We had to rely on an antiquated voicemail system. And this was before Facebook was even an apple in Mark Zuckerberg's eyes. So we didn't have Facebook or Instagram or Facebook Messenger or any of these platforms that we have available to us to use in business today. So in that time, I learned how to sell to real people, to speak to your client as a real person and to craft your skills in talking to them in a conversation that helped them and you determine what was the best outcome for them. You know what that did? It created happy clients, happy staff, and most of all, good results. I've led teams from non-performing in all their KPIs to performing in each and every one of them. So I guess you could say my superpower is that I understand people. Fast forward to my mid-30s and I had found a love of online marketing, particular social media for small business. I had been an avid user of social media since MySpace was around. And for those of you that are in your 40s, do you even remember platforms like Napster when we used to, you know, download our music? Yeah, I've seen it all. Even when I was younger, MSN Messenger was like the it thing that everybody used. I'm definitely showing my age now. Anyway, I fell in love with the power that social media held for small business owners and I started helping some friends build their brands online. I did some training and kind of became like a dog with a bone and devoured everything I could about this new passion. In 2018, I started The Social Hub and I have not looked back. The journey of starting a business from ground zero to fully booked in less than 12 months was a wild ride to say the least. I can honestly say I learned a lot of what not to do as well as what to keep doing. And what I share with you guys is things that I actually do in my own business and strategies I've helped real people implement. There's no gimmicks, no smoke screens or crazy processes that make no sense. Just real, useful, practical, and most of all, simple strategies that actually work. So you can grow your online presence and back it up with sales processes that will convert your audience into paying clients. So what can you expect from this podcast? Well, when a lot of people come to me, they're frustrated and they feel stuck about how to actually grow an online presence that converts people into paying customers. There's so much noise out there, in particular in the realm of digital marketing. And platforms like social media are changing constantly. What might have worked last year or yesterday doesn't necessarily work this year or tomorrow. And for a small business owner that is doing everything themselves, including managing a house, maybe you've got children, and if you're lucky enough, maybe you squeeze in a social life, well, you know the drill here, guys. It's hard work. It can be really challenging to navigate all that noise and focus on what is actually going to work for your business when it comes to marketing, especially when you don't really know much about the process of marketing yourself. You're an expert in you and an expert in what you do. 
So I want to give you back more time to do the things that you're good at by imparting some of my knowledge and giving you the simple, actionable advice that has been tried and tested and works. There will be some episodes where it's just little old me and there will also be episodes where there's lots of guest speakers. My kids may even make an appearance. So this will give you a space where you can come and know you aren't alone, where you can learn some great skills, where you can grow your entire business and also some ways to help you grow in life so that you can be the business owner that you deserve to be. Sound good? Awesome. Let's get stuck into today's episode content, which is how to get noticed on socials. Now, this episode was recorded in September 2019, so these are current strategies for right now. If you're listening in from the future, these may have even changed already, in which case head to my current episodes and you'll get all the new stuff there. I've got five of my top tips for you that will help you create better processes that work with your socials, and I'm going to share them with you now. Tip number one, know your ideal client. Now, you might be cringing as a lot of marketing people talk about this, and it can start to sound a bit naff. So if you're rolling your eyes, bear with me. Some people listening may not have done this, or maybe it's a good time for you to go and review yours. So what is an ideal client profile? In layman's terms, it's a picture of the exact person you want to work with. From demographical information like age, where they live and life stages, to their interests, likes, dislikes and how you improve their life with what you offer. Why is it important to know this? Because it defines your marketing message so that you can appeal to that exact person. So much of social media marketing is based on creating quality content that attracts your audience. And you cannot attract the right audience if your message is too diluted. So while you may have a product or service that can serve many, you need to define exactly who in that many that you want to work with. For some of you new in business, you might be still defining your ideal client and that's okay, but at least start with some sort of profile you can use to define your marketing message. For example, you might be a hairdresser. People need your services from infancy to old age, but having a marketing message that tries to capture all those people is going to be too diverse. Therefore, you run the risk of people not knowing if you specialize in what they need. So you define the sorts of services you want to offer and then the sort of people you want to work with. You might decide you want to do bridal and formal hair if we go back to the hairdressers analogy. Maybe you want to specialize in a specific style of cutting or be a master at a color technique. It doesn't mean you can't do or that you don't offer the other services, but you lead with your primary one in your marketing. Then you define who in that realm is your ideal client. If it's bridal hair, what age group is the bride? What life stage are they in? And what other interests or styles that they may like? Brides are a huge niche, so what type of bride's going to be yours? For example, I've been married twice, and both times I was the simplistic minimalist bride. I wore no veil, not even a proper wedding dress, and my hair and makeup was simple and natural. So there was no way I was going to be interested in engaging someone who specialised in big fancy updos or bold makeup. I wasn't interested in reading countless magazines about intricate place settings, but I was keenly interested in how I could style up a non-bridal dress and use everyday items as decorations. 
I was more interested in where the photos would be taken and where the sun would be sitting at that time or where the outdoor garden altar would be and what the flowers were that would be on it. So you can see in the marketing message to attract me at those times, it was quite specific. If you'd thrown images of overly bridal women at me in formal locations, I would have kept scrolling. But an outdoor low-key ceremony where people sat on logs and the bride wore a dress from Kmart she styled up with some cool accessories, well, that I was all ears for. Now, if you need some help going through this process, then I have a client profiling cheat sheet that you can download for free over at www.thesocialhubau.com forward slash podcast. You can find today's episode link and on that page is a link to grab your free cheat sheet. It will walk you through identifying who your ideal client is, what their pain point or issue is, how you solve it and how you make their life better. I recommend you grab it and work through it, even if you know your ideal client, as it's a process you can always get more out of each time you do it. Tip number two, know what content your audience like to consume. This is a massive one, guys. I cannot express how important this is to identify after you do step one. The online marketing world is a big and growing bigger every day place. You cannot do it all and do it well. For some of you listening, you might be at the stage where you can outsource some of your marketing and in that case, that's amazing. Employing a specialist to help you in certain areas like creating videos, for example, is a great investment. But for a lot of you that are still doing all this yourself, you literally cannot be everywhere and be showing up to your full potential. I often see this where someone will have a profile on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest, YouTube, and they're creating content on all of them, but it's inconsistent. And again, the message is becoming diluted. Instead, what you need to do is work out what platforms your audience is on. Focus on one or two of them and get that right. And then look at expanding out to other platforms. So let me give you an example. One of my clients, we identified really quickly that her audience was mostly on Facebook rather than Instagram. So we chose an initial strategy to focus on Facebook and email marketing. And then once that was mastered, to move on to building a presence on Instagram and other platforms. What this did was it allowed us the opportunity to create some really valuable lead magnets to grow her email database and some strong Facebook marketing that included adding some great video and utilizing the features that Facebook offer a little bit more effectively and strategically, things like Facebook events and Facebook offers. It also allowed us to fine tune the message right down to where her audience wanted to consume it and what they wanted to see there. Had the focus been on Instagram or Pinterest, that audience would have been missed entirely. So ask yourself or do some market research and find out where on the platform your audience is. Are they mums who prefer to consume short, easily consumable content like stories or podcast style content where they can listen to it while multitasking? That's one of the reasons I started my podcast is because my audience is women and a lot of mums that don't have the time to read a 3000 word essay or a blog, but they can listen to a podcast while driving. My point is, there's no point in spending valuable time and energy creating a strategy for content your audience won't consume. 
There's no point doing 30 to 40 minute live videos if your audience don't want to sit and watch video that long. If your audience love lighthearted humor and behind the scenes bloopers, don't show them sterile pics of perfectly curated pose models for your online clothing store. If your audience is not on LinkedIn, don't focus on that platform. If your audience are people who love to interact in Facebook groups, potentially growing a group could be good for your strategy. Or if they love to flick through stories over scrolling their feed, then show up there every single day. It sounds really simple, but it's something I see so many people doing and ultimately spreading yourself too thin leads to burnout because you're trying to do too much and not enough of the right stuff. Tip three, take action even if it's messy action. Everything we do in business is data gathering. Now, I need to put a little footnote or disclaimer in here. I'm not suggesting that anybody throw out content for the sake of throwing out content because content for content's sake is not a strategy. You absolutely need a strategy behind your content. But what I'm saying is don't sit there and wait for everything to be perfect because it never will be. I think I used selfies in my feed for months before I had a brand shoot done, but I learned how to edit them and find a spot where I could take good ones with good lighting. If I'd let the fact I didn't have a perfect brand photo shoot with perfectly curated images ready to post on my feed prevent me from connecting with my audience, then I would have missed out on some massive relationship building in that time. So if you're new in business and you're still defining your offers, and therefore your marketing, put a strategy together for an offer and some content and take action. The thing is your audience will help you self-filter it. If they don't want it, they won't buy it. If they love it, they will. But in this process, you're gathering data. Then you can use that data to fine tune your offer and your message in the future. If you're not so new in business, then you could be in a state of plateau. Perhaps tactics you used in the past aren't working for you so much anymore. So what's that data telling you? What content is working and how can you use more of that? Then put a strategy together for that content. Let's say it's IGTV. You've done some research, your ideal client's hanging out there and they like to consume that content, but you're still not sure if it's right for you. Don't wait six months until you can afford a videographer. Just take the damn videos and show up there. Use the data you gather from that to invest then in the style of videos your audience love when you've mastered how to use that content more effectively. Over that time, analyze the results that come from your IGTV videos. Figure out what people want to see from you and what they don't want to see from you, what the length of video they prefer from you. And when you've got all that data together, Then go and invest in some software or getting some videos done professionally. If you post content and it gets crickets as a response, what does that data tell you? Was the time you posted not right for your audience? Was the style of content not right? Was your caption letting you down? You always need to be analyzing and taking action on what you learn. That is how you'll perfect your message. The result of not taking action is simple. It's no results. Nothing comes from nothing. It's absolutely as simple as that, guys. Plus, think about it this way. 
If you do make a mistake here and there, it makes for some great in real life content that's raw and honest. And you know what? People love that. Gone are the days where we want sterile people behind the feed. We actually want to see the real person behind it. Tip number four, invest in compelling captions. These days, it's all about the connection on socials. Therefore, in my opinion, what you are saying overrides what they are seeing. People are more interested in your message than your image. Although your image is super important, I'm not saying that you don't need to have good quality imagery in your feed. What I'm saying is that people want to hear from you and ultimately the message that you spread and the vision that you give people is what they'll buy into, not a bunch of perfectly curated images. I do have another podcast episode dedicated to how to take good imagery and source good imagery coming up soon. So stay tuned for that. But for now, I'm going to stay with the captions. A lot of people struggle with creating compelling captions. They don't know how to tell an ongoing story to their audience. They're challenged around how to connect with the written word. And I know that a lot of you are probably sitting there and staring at your phones for ages before you just give up and then consequently don't write any content and consequently don't post any content for days. So first, refer back to step three, take messy action. It doesn't have to be perfect. My other top tips for creating captions that work are one, post with purpose. One post per day with real strategy and purpose is far better than 10 to 15 posts a week that are just posting for posting's sake. Number two, show personality. Don't be afraid to show your personality. Write how you speak. Use words that you use in everyday life. Just maybe take out the swear words that people might not want to hear. Another great tip to being able to write like you speak is to use a voice to text tool and then edit the text that way. I know that some people are far better behind the microphone or are far better when the words just fall out of their mouth than sitting there typing them. So those sort of tools can really help you master your brand voice and your brand language in a very visual way. What you want to do is converse with your audience, not at them. You want to ask questions, use greetings, sit back and relax and kind of talk to them like they're sitting in front of you. You want your feed to be one big, long conversation. That's my tip number three for captions. Number four, focus on benefits over features. What is the WIFM factor? So W-I-I-F-M, what's in it for me? Your average listener out there is tuning into one radio station. Radio station, destination, me. They want to know how what you do improves their life. They want to know that you understand them. They want to know why they should be following you and why they should be buying from you. Benefits and focusing on benefits evoke emotion. It's what really appeals to people at that base level of emotive conversation. And people buy on emotion and justify with their heads later. If you're going to fill your captions and your feed with features and dot points, it is just going to sound like a well-written resume. And that's not necessarily what people want to buy. 
Yes, they want to know about some of the features of your product, which will help them make a decision, but ultimately they will buy on that emotion and that's where the benefits come in. Lastly, tip five for captions is don't overuse your CTAs and make sure that you have a mixture of structured sales CTAs and soft CTAs that lead them into your warm market. You don't need to add your website link to every post. Only add links or CTAs to direct them where you want them to contact you. Like a DM, for example. And do it when it's necessary and strategic. I'll be devoting an entire episode to captions later, so stay tuned for that one too. Top tip number five. Have a strategy. Let me tell you that posting on socials alone is not a strategy. I've already said this before in this episode. Facebook ads are not a strategy. Using Instagram stories is not a strategy. Creating a lead magnet is not a strategy. They're all components and tactics that may make up how you execute your strategy. But your social media strategy is a bigger picture than those things. It's what will support your business to get you where you need it to go and support your overall business objectives like being an authority in your field or building a community, for example. Your strategy is also what will drive your key performance measures like generating leads or growth. And this depends on a number of things like what stage your business is in and if you have other referral sources, for example. There's no point having a strategy that focuses heavily on lead generation and conversion if your business was booked out for the next three months. Maybe you're taking leave or you're just that busy and you need to look at outsourcing to free up some time and availability. What would be far better here at this time is to have a strategy that captures leads and focuses on engagement but not conversion. What you would want to do here is to nurture, grow and keep people hanging on your every word so that when you are ready to head back to market to your audience when you've got a free clear slate or you're back from your holidays with a series of offers, you have a larger audience and a more engaged audience to sell to, making conversion easier and faster. I know that marketers fling strategy around every second word these days, but it's so important and that's why it's the place I start every coaching call, every coaching client consult and all my online programs with, even if it's just to get you to revisit your current strategy and make sure that it's still what you need. If it's not, then we move on. We regroup and we fine tune it. So there you have it. My five top tips for being seen on socials. Number one. Know your ideal client and how to serve them. Number two, know what content they like to consume and show up there. Number three, take action, even if it's messy action. Number four, craft compelling captions. And number five, have a strategy. And that, my friends, is episode one of the Social Hub podcast. Done and dusted. If you loved it, then please head over and subscribe as all my episodes will be dropping weekly and you won't want to miss them. And please leave me a review. It is how new podcasts like me get off the ground. And if you leave a review, I have something for you in return. Pop your Insta handle in the review, just the at, then your profile name in the text. Or you can take a screenshot and DM it to me on Instagram at the double underscore social double underscore hub. And I will be picking one person to give a shout out to on my next podcast episode and my Insta stories. Until then, guys, stay classy.
Thanks for listening to the Social Hub podcast. You can find the show notes for today's episode over at all the W's, thesocialhubau.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to join me in my community and continue the conversation, jump over to Facebook and join the Social Media 101 Facebook group. Until then, stay classy. Stay classy.